the uh, guided heart meditation this afternoon will be um, a meditation on forgiveness. We've been oh, in the last, over the last days in the afternoon practices exploring loving kindness and self-compassion towards ourselves and compassion towards others. And this afternoon, um, we will explore this very powerful, um, rich, and it can be a challenging practice, the practice of forgiveness, forgiving others the harm they may have caused us, asking forgiveness of others for the harm we have done to them, and also forgiving ourselves for the harm or the hurt that we've caused to ourselves. So we'll do this um, largely as a meditation. Uh, it'll be, part of it will be a formal meditation, but other parts will be reflections. So if you want to sit with your eyes open or closed, whatever feels best for you. Maybe just take a few minutes for an initial settling and an initial inquiry, inquiry, You might let your eyes close and let your breath be relaxed, natural, easy. If it helps to take some deeper breaths, you might do that. Relaxing, breathing in, calming the body, breathing out, calming the mind. If you like, you might invite a half smile to your face. Again, just inviting that relaxing of the nervous system. Letting yourself settle. Letting yourself be here as fully as you can right now. You might do a brief scan of your body. Just see if there's any area that could relax and soften, let go a little more. Your face, shoulders, torso, lower body. Just beginning with a, an inquiry. And take some moments to sense within yourself, in your body, in your heart, in your mind, if there is some burden that you're carrying that prevents you from being fully present, fully alive and awake. Is there anger or blame 
resentment that you feel towards someone who perhaps did something to you or failed to be there for you. Just again touching into the body and the heart, aware of just anything that's present right now. Is there any grief or blame or self-judgment, shame that you feel towards yourself for what you did to someone else or did to yourself or failed to do? Take some moments to sit with anything that comes up, meeting it with compassion, with kindness, with a sense of care. If it's helpful, putting your hands on your a hand on your heart or on your belly. Just sending that message to yourself that you care care about this pain, this suffering. You might reflect, is there anything right now in your life that is calling for forgiveness that would help your heart to open? What would it mean to Forgive someone for the harm they've done you or ask for their forgiveness or forgive yourself for what you've done or failed to do. And just meet whatever comes up with kindness and with care. I'd like to share a few reflections on forgiveness and a story and then a formal meditation on forgiveness. There was a dialogue between two former prisoners of war and one said, have you forgiven your captors yet? And the second said, no, never. The first said, then they still have you in prison, don't they? When we hold on to blame and anger and resentment, it's we who are suffering, not the one who did the harm. If we 
don't forgive. It's we who carry a burden around with us that prevents us from being fully alive, fully present, from really experiencing the fullness of of life, of, of presence. And we can choose to forgive. We can look at the way the Dalai Lama has forgiven the Chinese authorities for the harm, the terrible suffering caused over many, many decades to the Tibetan people and its culture. But knowing that if he holds on to blame and resentment and hatred, then it's he who suffers. So it's we're, we're freeing ourselves when we forgive. The Buddha teaches the liberating power of forgiveness in ending, ending suffering. When we hold on to resentment and blame and anger, we suffer. Without forgiveness, conflict never ends. We keep reproducing and repeating the suffering of the past. And we see this around the world today, don't we, in the Middle East and the Balkans and conflict in Northern Ireland, hopefully we're coming to a close, and many, many other places. Seems like we... There's this intensity with which we hold on to our resentments and our anger. The Buddha taught hatred never ended with hate. Only with love is hatred ended. This is the law, ancient and eternal. But it's not easy to forgive, as we know. I think we have in our evolutionary wiring a sense of justice and fairness. That If you did this to me, then you should suffer too. You should be punished. You deserve punishment. We see it in the ancient moral codes of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So there's a strong energy to hold on to grievances and resentments. I think it may be one of the ways in which our evolution, evolution and the patterns that come from it can keep us in suffering if we're not aware, if we're not paying attention. And the key to unlocking ourselves from the suffering, the key to the end of suffering, as the Buddha taught, is too open to our experience, to be with things as they are, this moment as it is, including, importantly, the practice of forgiveness, of letting go. But before forgiveness is possible, we need to bring self-compassion to the place in us that's wounded. That's really essential, that if forgiveness is just okay, kind of from the head up or in a kind of pro forma way, it can't be true forgiveness. 
true forgiveness has to begin with opening to and caring for our own pain, feeling compassion for our own suffering. This is why the practice of of self-compassion is so important. James Baldwin put it like this. He said, I imagine one of the reasons that people cling to their hates so so stubbornly is because they sense once hate is gone, they'll be forced to deal with their pain. I imagine one of the reasons that people cling to their hate so stubbornly is because they sense once hate is gone, they'll be forced to deal with their pain. So, to, to clarify, to say something about forgiveness, because in case there's any confusion, forgiveness is not about condoning the harm that was done. It's not saying it was okay, it's not saying it was good, it's not papering it over. We can choose to put someone out of our life for our safety and well-being or for the well-being and safety of others. It may be necessary to put someone out of our life, but we suffer when we put them out of our heart. That's really the difference, that, that when we push someone out of our heart, then it's we who are holding the burden, it's we who are paying the price. And we can choose to forgive. It is a choice. But the time has to be right. And it can't be forced. Our heart has to be ready. So we'll do a practice of forgiveness. And it has three parts to it. The first part is asking forgiveness of others for the hurt or the harm that we've done to them. The second is forgiving ourselves for the harm that we've caused to ourselves and others. And the third is forgiving others who have hurt or harmed us. So let yourself sit comfortably breathing into the area of your heart. Allow yourself to feel all the barriers that you've put up and the emotions that you've carried with you because you haven't forgiven yourself or others. Let yourself feel the pain of keeping your heart closed. Breathing in a relaxed, soft way. Just reflecting. There are many ways in which I have hurt or harmed others. Knowingly or unknowingly. Out of my pain, fear, ignorance or confusion. If you're ready, think about 
and remember the ways in which you've hurt or caused harm to others. Pain, the pain you've caused through confusion or fear. Allow yourself, if you can, to feel sorrow and regret. And sense that you have the possibility of releasing the burden of the past. And you might bring up, bring to mind individuals to whom you've caused harm, specific instances. Take as much time as you need to visualize each memory that you carry and as each person comes to your mind. And you might gently say, I ask forgiveness for the pain I've caused you or I ask forgiveness or use your own words, forgive me. Letting your heart be as open as it can be at this time. And if, it does, if you don't feel ready, then this may not be the time. Give yourself the space. Just come back to your breath. Do a breath meditation. But if you feel ready, just ask forgiveness of each person for the harm, for the pain that you've caused. There are many ways in which I've hurt or harmed others, knowingly and unknowingly, out of pain, fear, ignorance, confusion. I ask forgiveness. I ask your forgiveness. the pain and harm I've caused you, I ask forgiveness. You could hold their image in your mind and heart, perhaps even silently saying their name. 
let your heart open to whatever is arising right now, whether it's strong emotion, sadness or grief, or even resentment or numbness. See if whatever is arising can be met with, with an open heart, with loving kindness, with compassion. If you feel ready, we'll now move the practice in another direction towards forgiveness for ourselves. One of the most important parts of the forgiveness practice is to extend forgiveness to ourselves for the harm we have caused ourselves. We've all said and done and thought things that we regret that cause pain to ourselves and others that have led to harmful outcomes. And we have the opportunity to extend forgiveness to ourselves. We can hold the pain we have caused with compassion. We can end the separation in our own heart. So reflecting, just as I've caused harm to others, there are many ways in which I've hurt and harmed myself through thought, word, and action, knowingly or unknowingly. Now hold your own life in your heart with kindness and care. Let yourself feel the ways you have harmed yourself. You've let yourself down. You failed to live up to your values or your deepest intentions. Feel the sorrow you carry from this and sense that you can let go of this burden you're carrying, that you can forgive yourself. As much as you're able to at this time, 
extend forgiveness for each act of harm, each act or thought or word that, that caused harm to yourself. And you can reflect for all the ways I've hurt and caused harm to myself through thought, word, and action, knowingly or unknowingly, I extend a full, open-hearted forgiveness. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. for all the ways I've caused harm to myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Imagine breathing in a breath of forgiveness. Thinking of things that you've done or said. Pain you've caused yourself. This too I forgive. I forgive myself. Letting yourself take in the ways you've judged yourself harshly or blamed yourself or done things that you regret, harmful to yourself and to others. Meeting all of these actions and thoughts and words with a heart of compassion, with loving kindness. I forgive myself. I forgive myself.
and again, meet whatever arises, whatever's coming up with kindness. Nothing is wrong. If there's a sense of wanting to not do this now, just honor that and meet, meet that response with kindness. But if the heart can open, just take a few more moments to, to bring forgiveness to yourself for the ways in which you have caused harm or hurt to yourself. I forgive myself. If you feel ready, we can move to the third of these directions of forgiveness. Forgiveness of others who have hurt or harmed you. And this may be, for many, the most challenging to forgive others for, for the hurt and harm they've done. We can hold on very tenaciously to our resentment and our anger and our blame. And before we move to the meditation, I'd just like to share a story some of you are familiar with that Tara has shared before and others on the power of forgiveness. one that Jack Cornfield shared in his book on forgiveness, loving kindness, and peace. Once on the train from Washington to Philadelphia, I found myself seated next to an African-American man who had worked for the State Department in India. 
but had quit to run a rehabilitation program for juvenile offenders in the District of Columbia. Most of the youths he worked with were gang members who had committed homicide. One 14-year-old boy in his program had shot and killed an innocent teenager to prove himself to his gang. At the trial, the victim's mother sat impassively silent until the end, when the youth was convicted of the killing. After the verdict was announced, she stood up slowly and stared directly at him and stated, I'm going to kill you. Then the youth was taken away to serve several years in the juvenile facility. After the first half year, the mother of the slain child went to visit his killer. He had been living on the streets before the killing, and she was the only visitor he'd had. For a time they talked, and when she left, she gave him some money for cigarettes. Then she started step by step to visit him more regularly, bringing food and small gifts. Near the end of his three-year sentence, she asked him what he would be doing when he got out. He was confused and very uncertain, so she offered to set him up with a job at a friend's company. Then she inquired about where he would live, and since he had no family to return to, she offered him temporary use of the spare room in her home. For eight months, he lived there, ate her food, and worked at the job. Then one evening, she called him into the living room to talk. She sat down opposite him and waited. Then she started. Do you remember in the courtroom when I said I was going to kill you? I sure do, he replied. Well, I did, she went on. I didn't want the boy who could kill my son for no reason to remain alive on this earth. I wanted him to die. That's why I started to visit you and bring you things. That's why I got you the job and let you live here in my house. That's how I set about changing you. And that old boy, he's gone. So now I want to ask you, since my son is gone and that killer is gone, If you'll stay here, I've got room, and I'd like to adopt you if you let me. And she became the mother of her son's killer, the mother he never had. Longfellow said, if we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should see sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. Before we can forgive another, we have to be able to see their suffering, to see the human being that's there. Otherwise, forgiveness is a concept, and the other remains an unreal other. So for this final meditation, you might just take a moment to reflect on the ways 
in which you've been harmed by others, knowingly or unknowingly, in thought, word, and action. You might bring into your mind and heart the image of some, someone to whom you have some resentment. Allow a picture, an image, or a sense of them to gather. And gently allow them into your mind and heart as much as you can for this moment. Notice any barriers of fear or anger that may come up to deny their entrance and see if you can soften around these feelings. See what's possible at this moment, recognizing that forgiveness is a process and can't be forced. So not to force anything, but to allow what's possible now, let an image someone who's caused you harm into your mind and heart. And you might say, I remember the ways that you've hurt and harmed me. Through your pain, fear and confusion. I've carried this pain long enough. To the extent that I'm ready, I offer you forgiveness. There may be one particular individual that is very central in your awareness. And if you're ready, just to offer these words, these phrases of forgiveness, coming from the heart of kindness and compassion. To the extent I'm ready, I offer you forgiveness. I forgive you. for what you've done or what you failed to do, knowingly or unknowingly. I forgive you. Or if I can't forgive you now, I have the intention to forgive you.
So we'll finish by sitting quietly for a few more minutes, just sitting with whatever feels right for you right now, one of these directions of the forgiveness practice, or just sitting quietly. Finish by sharing some reflections from Jack Cornfield on the forgiveness practice. He says, let yourself gently repeat these three directions for forgiveness until you feel a release in your heart. For some great pains, you may not feel a release. Instead, you may experience again the burden and the anguish or anger you have held. Touch this softly. Be forgiving of yourself for not being ready to let go and move on. Forgiveness cannot be forced. It cannot be artificial. Simply continue the practice and let the words and images work gradually in their own way. In time, you can make the forgiveness meditation a regular part of your life. Letting go of the past and opening your heart to each new moment with a wise loving kindness. So finishing by meeting whatever is present for you in your heart, 
right now in your body and in your mind with the heart of loving kindness, caring about what is present, meeting it with acceptance, with kindness, with interest, with love. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.